Hi, I'm George Stocker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the week ending January 9th, 2021. Now, here in the States, we recorded the, the first invasion of the Capitol since the War of 1812. The first time a sitting president has incited an insurrection, and the last time any of us will hold out hope that it being a new year means that things will get better. Now, with that as our backdrop, let's get into what happened last week in .NET. .NET Front End Day conference is January 28th, 2020. Now, this conference goes through the various technologies you can use to build front-end applications in .NET. Expect lots of Blazor. Code Magazine released an article about Blazor updates in .NET 5. Now, Code Magazine was my first foray into the world of .NET. Now, this was back in 2000. And I remember reading through the articles fondly. Now, I think I'm going to go and subscribe to the print edition again. Reed Cosby writes a beginning-of-year message to the F-Sharp Foundation community. Now, 2020 decimated in-person conferences and meetups. And the expectations are that it will be August before we can even think about resuming in-person conferences, with the more likely outcome that conferences will resume in 2022, if they resume. Julie Lerman blogs about using C-Sharp 9 records as domain-driven design immutable value objects in C-Sharp 9. Now, I love Julie's writing, and I hope you'll enjoy this blog post too. How to build micro front ends with Blazor WebAssembly. A micro front ends, uh, for those of you that may not know, are the idea that if you have a microservice, that microservice should also deploy its UI. Now, it might deploy it as a component of the page or as a whole page, uh, but it needs to deploy it. And micro front ends are complicated, and the tooling and the delivery is just not there yet. But I'm really glad that more people are blogging about the possibilities. Do you use serverless.com? If so, your AWS credentials are being transmitted to their servers. In a, well, moment, serverless uses your AWS credentials to do its work. Now, in this Reddit thread, an AWS engineer even chimed in to say what it ought to do. Rick Strahl does a deep dive into a, well, a boring topic, uh, string formatting, and he makes it fascinating. Now, using his application Markdown Monster uh, as a setting, Rick dives into string formatting. This is a very interesting uh, article, and if you haven't used Markdown Monster... It's basically a desktop application that allows you to uh, write Markdown and see the out output. JetBrains fights back over the allegations that their Team City product contributed to the SolarWinds intrusion. The New York Times alleged in an article that JetBrains Team City was partially responsible for the SolarWinds hack, and this ruffled some feathers at JetBrains HQ. They dive into their findings as to why Team City isn't at fault. Do you use span of T? If so, there's a 
handy chart that helps you understand when you can cast and what you can cast to, and not to mention a really informative article on Span T itself. Now, hat tip to Dave Glick, at Dave A. Glick, for the share. There's a thread of a thread on Twitter about Project Reunion, a.k.a. Make Windows UI Development Not Suck Again. Now, these sorts of insights are why I use Twitter. Before Twitter, you would have hoped for a blog post or 10 on the subject, or maybe a video postmortem. But these sorts of insights were just not available due to the cost of publishing a blog post on the subject. With tweets, the barrier to entry is low. Yeah, that can be a problem, um, but that's a whole other problem we'd have to deal with. There's a video out detailing changes you'll see in .NET 6. If you aren't already comfortable with the fact that .NET updates yearly, and quite possibly weekly, depending on versions, uh, you should be. Now, minor versions will happen every few or so months, and major versions will be released yearly. Yes, .NET 6 is 11 months away, and it's going to be the release for large enterprises moving to .NET. Get ready. If you want cross-platform .NET UIs right now, use Uno. Uh, you can also use Xamarin, uh, but in this particular case, uh, Uno now supports AOT profile filtering. No, I have no idea what this does, but hopefully you do. Nick Randolph discusses full trust and partial trust and how that relates to Windows App Container. Yes, this is more for the desktop crowd, uh, but it's still interesting to see where Microsoft is going for its UI strategy. There were no releases this week, so that's what happened last week in the world of .NET. I'm George Stocker, and I help teams double their productivity through test-driven development. I am opening a webinar soon, a free webinar, on uh, getting started with modern-day TDD. If you'd like to know more, uh, you can sign up at doubleyourproductivity.io, and I will see you next week.